Hi everyone, Sam here, the host of Tapped into Bowhunting and Archery. The opinions expressed on this show may not necessarily represent Titanium Archery Products as a company. While I do have a great deal of experience as an archer, I don't consider myself an expert in any particular area other than the products I design and produce for TAP. Enjoy the show. Hello and welcome to Tapped into Bowhunting and Archery. This is a special episode we're doing here. I have a guest in person this time, Storm Elazar, traveled all the way down from New York City to visit and test out some of our products. And now we're going to do a quick interview. So welcome to the show, Storm. Thank you for having me. You're quite welcome. So what uh, what can we talk about right off the bat that's of interest to you? How about we talk about our products? You shot our stabilizers today, and uh, we're in, in a prototype phase, really, I guess you could say, in a lot of ways, on target stabilizers. This is an area for us that we're venturing into. Our, our background, of course, is bow hunting primarily. And um, you know we're trying to find the right balance of rigidity also a little bit of flexibility mixed in so what were your initial impressions of the hybrid stabilizer well first uh, thank you for letting me shoot uh, uh, prototypes which is a great thing to be involved in uh, developing a product and uh, testing it uh, actually felt good uh, it's it's a different product from what I'm used to shoot, and it reacts a little bit different, um, like we spoke about during the shoot itself. Um, it has some unique properties to it that are make the shot feels different. I think the shot feels pretty good. Um, in my case, uh, I'm a little bit extreme on the weight because I'm holding a 24 ounce on the front, 32 on the back, so that creates more flex than the stabilizer is designed to. But uh, even with that, it feels like a good shot. Uh, I didn't feel like it takes the shot to a different place that it shouldn't be. Uh, it just had a little bit of recoil after the fact uh, because of the flex, but that's due to the extreme weight that I'm using. Once we reduced that uh, to about half of it, you saw that there was a complete uh, different reaction from the stabilizer and the shot actually felt good. Uh, so I'm sure with a little bit tweaking of the weights front and back, uh, I, I can execute a really good shot with this. That's good to hear. And, you know, in watching, observing you shoot, I was able to conclude some things. And, you know, as I said, when we before we even started shooting, that, that we're, we're trying materials and we're not entirely sure what the response will be. And, you know, Storm was a really good candidate to do this shooting. Not only does he have the background and skill, and we'll get into that more here in a bit, as far as his, his journey into archery and where he's, where he's come from, where he's at. But he shoots a lot of weight, like you said. And, you know, taking these bars to their, to their limit is something we needed to do to see what would be the upper end of recommended weight. And then down the line, we can look at higher rigidity materials and go to another level and say, well, this is for your very heavyweight shooters or higher poundage bows, you know, all along those lines. So I was really excited to have him shoot these. I'm really thankful that, that you did do that, Storm, and, and thank you again that, it, you know, you were willing to come down here. No, that, that was my pleasure, and I'm, I'm always happy to test new products, new materials, and new ways. And as you say, I'm still on a journey for perfection, so anything that I can test, I'll try. Yes, I, I, that's, that's all we could ask for. And, you know, as I explained to you, I was talking to him about 
what it took to get to even where we are with a com- as a company. And, you know, it, it's so hard to even get to the point where you can launch a product and to have it be accepted and used by people. It, there's so many steps and uh, so many trials and errors. And, you know, I realize with all these products that we're going to not have it right immediately in some cases. But I think the, the hybrid offers uh, a good enough design at this point to be able to be, to be confidently saying eight to 10 ounces probably would be about your max for a long bar to 30 inches and above. That's what we're seeing here. So we'll, we'll move away from that though. And we'll, and in the future, you'll see more from us about that product. But I want to talk about what Storm is into and and just I find his story fascinating where he came from originally, how he got into archery again, has this amazing passion for it. And coming up shortly is the Lancaster Archery Classic. So Storm, talk about everything that you'd like. Well, my journey in archery is not a long journey. Uh, I started archery two and a half years ago and it started um, from me taking my daughter to do some recreational activity over the weekend, something different from arts and crafts and taking her to the pool for swimming and stuff like that. We were looking for something else and we found out there's actually an archery range not far away and I took her over there. And what happened over there was actually uh, what I call a Cinderella story or um, a scene from a movie that you walk in the door and the light, it just shine upon you. And I fell in love in it right there on the spot before I put my foot in the door. Uh, it brought back memories from my childhood uh, doing archery. I grew up in Israel um, and I use, uh, there's not much archery over there uh, to date. There is some today, but uh, not enough. Uh, but growing up watching movies, uh, Robin Hood movies and uh, any ninja movies and stuff like that, uh, they always had archery and that was a passion of mine. I used to just pick a branch out of a tree, put a rubber band for my underwears on it, literally. literally and, did that. Yeah. And tried to shoot it and slowly upgraded. And I actually built bows and eventually I got to to a phase that I built bows that I think it's a miracle I didn't kill any of my friends. <laughs> that uh, is probably a miracle. I've done crazy things too. Yeah, it, it is. I don't know how that happened, but I'm lucky not to be in jail right now for killing one of my friends. But uh, that, as we grew up, it just faded. And since it wasn't real archery, it just was makeshift bows. Um, it just faded out as I grew up. And as you grow up, you go into work, into schools and and so on. And unless you really do it uh, full time, it just disappears. And so when I walk in the door to Proline Archery in Queens, New York, um, with my daughter, I literally fell in love with it right in the spot. It was a a scene from a movie that I really, really felt that way. And... We started shooting and I just couldn't get enough of it. And the same day I started looking and buying my own bow. And same day. I, yeah, and I didn't buy it the same day because I, I wanted to make sure I'm buying the right thing. I have a passion for technology. I have a passion for complex stuff. So I was looking straight ahead into compound bows. I, I love the complexity of it and and 
it brings more accuracy. And so I was looking into that to find what's the best bow for me. And before, because those bows are expensive, I didn't want to spend money in the wrong direction, uh, which is an important thing to do for anybody who's looking to get into it. Uh, it's good to buy something that, that a good product, but it's got to fit to you. Just like you buy shoes, you try them on your feet first and before you, yeah, you pay expense. thousands of dollars. Big expense. That. So do you feel like they directed you in the right way? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so they helped me find the, my draw length and the way that I can shoot and everything. Uh, and about a month later uh, of shooting with rental bowls uh, over there, uh, I just found the right bowl and I purchased it. Uh, it was a Hoyt bowl compound, a Hoyt podium, and I still have that bowl till today and I love that bow. I have others today, but uh, that's my baby. Um, so I started there and as I started shooting, everybody started talking about competitions. I started talking about the Lancaster Classic, about Vegas, other competitions, and I was shooting only for a few months. Uh, not not good at all. Like uh, I was shooting okay. I always had sort of a talent for it. I was a sniper, uh, so I had the the thing for accuracy. Uh, but uh, I was just not enough time into it. And as all my friends that I came across in archery uh, start talking about competition, I say, "Why not? Let's try it." And I went to Lancaster in 2017. That was my first one, and it was an amazing event. So uh, third coming up then? Uh, this is going to be my third one, and this is going to be the first one that I'm actually competing in a pro division. So I shot that one. I, I didn't shoot good over there. Uh, out of 660 points, I shot somewhere around the 580, I think, 579 or somewhere around that range, uh, which was pretty good for someone who's shooting sure. for less than six months back then. Uh, but I, I really liked it. So I kept shooting and shooting and, and wanted to do better. And then came another year passed by and we went back to Lancaster again. So I wanted to do better. And what happened over there, I had a sort of an incident with my bow over there that my bow went from being perfectly tuned to completely out of tune overnight in a mysterious way. So I just shot in the morning in the practice range. Everything was perfect. I was shooting good. The ball felt good. And the next morning when I pick up the ball, before I shot the first one, I felt something was wrong with it. So I started shooting and it just confirmed that something was wrong with it. And I rushed to the pro shop at Lancaster and uh, spent almost half of the day with Dale over there. Uh, and he found that everything in my bow was out of tune. My cam was, uh, my cam was landing. Uh, I had a, the timing was wrong. The rest was off. It was like someone sabotaged my bow or someone drove over my bow with the truck. That's what it felt That's, like. <laughs> that illustrates a really neat point there. And, you know, being so closely, um, you know, aligned with your equipment and being so aware of what you need to be looking at. Yes. And being attuned to that. And sometimes I think people forget and, you know, even, you know, I, I see that with my own bow. I pick it up and I realize something like today we were looking at my bow and it looked like something might be a little bit out of alignment. And, you know, especially when it comes to the bow hunting community, a lot of times the guys will set a bow up and they'll just forget about it almost. 
Yes. You know, and it's like, that's not how this, that's not, you'll never make it to the top with that mentality. No, that's right. A, a, a boy is a machine and like any other machine, like your car or any other machine that has moving parts needs to be tuned. Right. Your car needs to be tuned. You need to change the oil. You need to change other parts in it. You need to tune other parts that are moving uh, constantly and uh, they need to be retuned from time to time. So the boy is the same thing. You need to replace your string. You need to replace uh, your knocks on your arrows. You need to uh, fix the ball to to be the right one for you. And that's a, a thing that most people don't understand uh, getting into archery, that the bow is very personal. And that's why there are so many bows uh, out there. And that's why, it, especially for target archery, uh, you go to stores and you don't have target bows on the racks. You have hunting bows, not target bows, because they are very precise and they have very small leeway between um, the weight, between the... Tolerance. The tolerance uh, between the draw length uh, of one inch, while uh, hunting bows can have a draw length change from 24 inch to 35 inch, uh, or from 21 to 30 something, which is a a good thing because you can change that to you. And most precise though. Yeah, uh, most target bows have one inch tolerance no more than that that's all mine has actually yes and and my bows are the same thing so you got to buy the right one otherwise you're going to have uh, you're going to have to change a lot of parts uh to uh, make the adjustments and you don't want that uh now uh, like we said it's a machine and if it's not tuned it's not going to shoot right and mm-hmm. um, there are two things in archery in order for you to do well the two things that you need to do good is one is to execute a good shot. And the second thing is even if you execute a good shot, if the machine that you're using is not precise, that shot not going to go where you want it to go. Or at least it's not going to be consistent. And that's archery is all about consistency and it's all about repetition. So if you are very repetitive with your shot, that means you execute the same shot every time, but your ball is not. So one arrow is going to go left, one arrow is going to go right, and that can come from many things. And that brings up the ball and the parts that you're using, uh, such as stabilizer, as arrow, as the arrow rest, and so on, uh, to they need to sync, and you got to find uh, the sweet spot in them, and all of them combined to make your ball shot, uh, to, to make it shoot perfect. Mm-hmm. And it's a hard thing to do, and it's a little bit trial and error, and you got to listen to people who actually know what they're doing and been there. And for me, as I started, I, know, I, uh, I didn't know anything about it, so I had to listen to professionals and people who know what they're doing. So that's what I did, and I started listening, and I made a lot of changes uh, during my journey, but uh, I came listening to other people. I came across the that sweet spot, what I need to do uh, from industry standard combined with my personality and my personal physical needs because we are all different we have different bodies size length height and so on Uh, so we need different things uh so 
uh, I got that and that brought me to where I am today and two and a half years from where I start shooting, now I'm, I'm capable of competing in a pro division. Right, so you're moving to, you move to a pro division, which is higher level of competition. The highest. So, And you mentioned, uh, just for people that don't know, which probably a lot of listeners don't understand the scoring uh, sc- you know, scheme, how it's set up. So you mentioned 660 is your total possible. It does in Lancaster, yes, now, when the X ring count is 11 points. Okay, so out of that 660, what are the top finishers typically shooting at? Well, based on previous years, uh, the cutting line for to go to the next rounds it was 645 okay. out of 660. Wow. That means you shoot uh, 45 X's mm. and 15 10s, no 9s. Uh, that doesn't mean that's what's going to happen this year because following up on a lot of archers, I see them uh, advancing and shooting better scores. So mm. the cutting line might be higher this year. And there's a lot of progress, and uh, people work hard to to achieve those goals. And I put the same amount of effort into it, and trying to compress uh, what everybody else, every other professional shooter, do that since age five, six, seven, whenever they start, and they shoot for 20 years. So I try to compress that in one year. So last year, after my incident with the bow, uh, I basically said. Never again. That's not going to happen to me. I want to know exactly why this happened. I want to know how to fix that, and I want to know how I can do the best and out of the situation and be able to compete against the best ones on the line over there. Because that's the 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 person I am. I want I want to, I love precision. I love doing that. It does appear that you're that way. Yes, yes I agree. And so I, I dedicated one year for that journey, um, documenting that on my uh, social media. My uh, it's called Storm at Winnet uh, on Instagram and YouTube. Uh, so I documented most of that year, going from being a very basic shooter to where I am today, which today. Uh, I'm capable of competing in a pro division. Uh, that doesn't mean I'm going to win it. I'm still not there yet. But, um, but, but most people will never ascend to that level of, of you know, of accuracy that you're at already. Which uh, you know, let's just you know, to be frank, I think that's probably an accurate statement to make. Is that mm-hmm. most people probably won't get to that point. So you know, regardless of you know how humble you're being about it, which I know you are, it's still impressive. It's still very impressive that you've done that and, you know, that you're going to put yourself in that rank of, of you know, top-level archers. Well, thank you for that. But uh, I think it's all about a decision that you make like anything else in life. If you make a decision, this is what I want to do, uh, and you put yourself into it, and you are being conscious about what you're doing, you'll get the result that you want. Uh, and, that. and that's... Yeah. Uh, and it doesn't matter which trade you choose, if it's archery, if it's football, or if you're in computers. Right. Uh, um, you just need to put everything you have into it. And and I think being conscious, when we spoke about this before, uh, being conscious about what you're doing and that you're not perfect and there is so much that you need to learn mm-hmm. is a key factor So to take you from being average to being a professional, uh, being the, one of the best. Um, and most people have hard time 
getting there or listening to other people. And I think most of my learning came from listening to other pros, to listen to people who know what they're doing and, and trying to learn, get the small lessons from them to the smallest details. And if you follow, if you go to my YouTube channel, you see a lot of interviews that I made with other pros. Um, and I tried every time I interview a person to try to ask them a question uh, of things that I'm really interested in or what will make me better. And uh, I can give you a couple of examples. Uh, one of the, the people that I think one of the best coaches is George Riles. Um, I, I learned so much from him just from five minutes talking to him. And one of the things that he taught me is that was in the uh, nationals. Um, that I asked him, what's the thing that I can, that uh, the best thing that I, lesson that I can get from him? And he said it's very simple and it's so true. Uh, stick to the plan. You come with a plan and you got to stick to it. If it doesn't go to the plan, what do you do? Most people change their plan. Well, they they go to plan B, plan adapt. C. They try to adapt. Yeah, yeah. that's a big mistake. Yeah. You got to stick to that plan and keep shooting the way you know shooting. Don't try to change your shot in the middle of competition because you're going to fail. Right. Uh, you got to do what you you already know to do. Even if your shot is not perfect, you got to shoot the same way. So you come with an expectation of if I'm going to Lancaster, I'm not expecting to shoot 660, but I am expecting to shoot a qualifying score of 645 and up. My best score today is 647, uh, which is a qualifying score, I, and I really hope to shoot that and up. So if I shoot that, I know that I did well. If I shoot less than that, I know that I didn't do the best that I can. But the only way for me to do that is to stick to what I know. So if I come on the first end, and instead of shooting three Xs, I shoot three nines, that means I'm already down six points in Lancaster. I panic. Yeah, uh, most people panic and start changing things. So you got to... Stay calm and you gotta stick to the plan and do what you know to do and keep that and those axes are gonna come back. Whatever you know to shoot, they, you're gonna go back into it. If you panic, yeah. you're just gonna lose it. And, Fascinating. And that's a key factor, I think. Mm -hmm. um, so that that was my journey and it's still uh, still developing, still working on it. Um, my goal is actually to become a pro archer uh, full time which is a hard thing to do uh, with all the travel, with all the cost of it, and with all the competition, actually yeah. competing against people who are, m most cases, half my age, that, that shoot seven, eight, or even ten times longer than I do. Uh, sure. yeah, <laughs> so it, it's, a, it's a hard competition. You stand on the line against someone who is a 25-year-old, I'm 43, He's shooting for 20 years. I'm shooting for two and a half years. It's a little that's bit hard, but it doesn't mean it's impossible. It doesn't mean I'm going to give up. Sure. Uh, it's uh, That's my will, and I uh, want to do it. And that's what, part of what I call my journey, storm it, win it. Because if you storm something, that means you put everything you have into it. Yeah. At the end of the day, you're going to win. Okay. You're going to win that. No, I like it, and I love the mentality. And 
you know, we may not be, you know, coming from TAP's perspective, our company perspective, we're certainly not experts by any means on, on, on target archery, but we're starting to become experts in the area of products. And, you know, we take the same approach. It's, it's like you have to throw everything into this and make it your passion and your will to succeed. Yes, absolutely. And, and if that is something you are dedicated and driven to be good at, you can be and you can you can rise to the top. But it's 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 filled with pit of potholes. The journey is filled with potholes at times. You know, you, you'll fall down and you'll, yes. you'll you'll make mistakes. You'll lose money on things. Your journey in target archery, I'm sure, is filled with frustrations at times. Yes. You know, and that's all part of this. And and I love to talk to people that think that way. And you know, so I think you know he you, know, you and I share a similar mentality. We're just doing different things, but they're all within the field of archery. But yes. You're, you know, you're in the shooting end of it. You know, so I, I, I really was in, immediately intrigued when your your PR person had reached out via email to me. Yes. And I was initially I thought, you know, is this even real? You know, I, I wasn't even sure if this was like, <laughs> a, you know, because I get a lot of inquiries, all kinds of inquiries from people. And, and I, I thought, well, I wonder if this is just some kind of spam deal. And I actually talked to a guy who's in the in the, uh, 3D competition and he said, I never heard of this guy. And he goes, I, I think it's fake. <laughs> said, and I said, I said, I don't know, man. I said, I said, do a, like, he's like, I, I said, do a search. He's like, I, I didn't find anything on Instagram. So I said, well, let me go search. I, I searched on Google. I said, dude, I, 10 seconds. I found all these results on yes. him. I was like, all these things popped up. I was like, did you even search? You know, so I, I started showing him the links I found. I said, this guy's legit. So I'm going to, I'm going to email this person back. If that's how that's how I even came <laughs> to like to call you because I, I initially I was about ready to write it off. Well, that, that, I'm happy to hear that uh, yeah. you didn't write it off and yeah. you didn't uh, skip to the next thing. Uh, but that, that's part of the the issue. You gotta fight. You gotta uh, you you have you have to go through a struggle to put yourself out there. Whether you're a shooter or you're a manufacturer, it doesn't matter. It's the same thing. You gotta fight for your spot. And, and it's the same fight. It's the same frustration. It's the same struggles. It's the same up and down, mm. uh, the same bad days and good days. Mm. And uh, for me, one day I shoot a good score and I'm happy for you. You you made a good product that work and you made a breakthrough with the, your materials mm. uh, and you find something that unique for the industry and, and you just go out dancing. Yeah. Um, it happens. Yeah. Happens. And, and I, I think that's the important thing. We hear... On a journey, it doesn't matter what the journey is, it's, yeah. it, as long as that journey fulfills you and make you happy, right. make you feel like you're doing what you're supposed to do, right. and that's what happened to me with archery. Right. Uh, and I know my, my story is unique. I know most people don't see it this way, and people that I know from uh, my close circuit of people, uh, some of them are super excited about it. Some of them are skeptical. Uh, sure. Sure. But but uh, I put the skeptical people aside, and uh, it's like anything else you do. It doesn't matter. Uh, the people who are skeptical, let them stay skeptical. You just fight and do what yep. you have to do. Yep. And, and I think I've proven that it, it is possible. I'm not there yet, but I've proven that it is possible. I'm currently ranked 50th in the uh, national ranking, official national ranking. And that's Impressive. without competing in all the USAT uh, Yeah. Uh, competition out there which I intend to do this year and I managed to 
uh, win a second place in New York State outdoors, third place New York State indoor. Um, uh, some other competitions, uh, I lost some of them. I shot best in some of them, but you gotta the. the that's another thing that I learned, I learned from Rio Wild, for example, is, is and what he told me is that never leave the range without learning something. Hmm. Uh, every day, every time you shoot, learn something. Make sure. Rio you Wild something. told you that. Yes, right. and, and that's uh, something I think another very good tip. You, know, hmm. you shoot a lot of people shoot and they just count errors. Oh, I shot uh, 100 errors today, 200 errors or 500 errors today. But the question hmm. is, did you learn? You shot 300 errors today. What did you learn? Well, did it, what happened there that made you shoot better after those 300 arrows? And for most people, they don't know. Right. They don't have. Even if something did happen, they did recognize. And that's about going back to being conscious mm. about what you're doing and recognizing. And that part of what I, I've been training for a year very intensely uh, to become a pro, to get my score. It's easy to jump when you shoot 570. It's easy to f jump to 580, 590, 600. Mm. Then it goes down 605, 607, 609. Yeah, the, the higher you go, it's harder to get an, an extra point. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, it was hard for me, and I just kind of stayed in the same place with my scores in the last few months, and I was struggling to get to the next level of it which my scores were very close to where I need to be, but not up there yet. So instead of shoot out of a 330 Lancaster round, like a half round of Lancaster, uh, instead of shooting a 325, I was shooting 319, 320, 321 on a daily basis, which is good score, but it's not good enough. I need to be in the 324, 25 to get there, to make it happen on, on constantly. And... So I kept fighting, kept fighting, kept fighting, and kept working with my coach. Uh, I have two coaches that uh, are very different from each other, and they teach me different things. Uh, but something happened, like you keep fighting, you keep fighting, and that's what happened when you keep doing that, that one day all the jigsaw puzzle just falling, come together, and they fall into place, and that's what happened to me about a week and a half ago that – Suddenly, I figured out two things that I was doing wrong. Not that I was doing wrong, but they were a little bit off. And once I changed those, and we're talking about minor fine changes, mm -hmm. and suddenly I went from uh, a two-inch groups into a one-inch group. Like, I, I, I narrowed down my groups by half. Yeah. So instead of shooting uh, 18, 19x right. uh, on a 300 round, now I'm shooting 21, 3, 4, and my best run was 26x. Uh, so 26x is good enough for, for any competition. Uh, but it's uh, it, it's a big jump that suddenly happened. And if you give up along the way, you will never get to that point. And it's a long struggle and just keep going and going. And one day it snaps and you just suddenly you're there. I have a lot of work to do to fine-tune that as sure. well, but I made a, a Lancaster Classic is a week ahead from us, and for the first time, I actually feel that I can do it. I see myself qualifying. I see myself standing there on a shoot-off, me and another top shooter, 
and having an actual chance to win. Yeah. Uh, you shoot 12 arrows, you got to shoot 12 axes there. Right. <laughs> right. Right. So uh, that for the first time, I actually feel that I can do it. I actually can vision that. And that's part of the, the you need to vision yourself doing it. And you got to believe in yourself. Completely agree with that. Um, and, uh, and that's so true, whether it's connecting, you know, it's, whether it's the shot sequence that follows, you know, you, you know, you getting set up to, in a bow hunting scenario and, and it's the trophy of a lifetime or whether it's on, on the range and you have to make that last X, yes. you, you have to see yourself doing it. And, and I, I, I stress that in another episode where I was talking about hunting and, and guys sometimes succumb to panic, target panic, or in this case, animal panic, trophy panic. And they get so, uh, the adrenaline is so strong they, they, they break down the form, the, the shot execution is wrong, and I know that can be a factor there too, but, but yes. envisioning it and playing it through and actually believing you're going to do it, not just telling people, but like truly believing you're going to do this, is a, there's a big difference. Yes. Yeah, well, what everybody tells me, and I, and I believe in it now completely, that archery is 90% mental game. It's what you see in your head, what you think in your head that prevents you from shooting well. Because if you can shoot one X, you can, can shoot, shoot 30 more. X. You can shoot more. Yeah, it's not about more. You can shoot all of them. You can shoot if all you, of them. Yeah, exactly. If, you can shoot, if you're capable of doing one, True. you can, capable of, you, you can yeah. shoot all of them or close to all of them and, and doing that. It's a matter of the perception you have in your head and believing that you can do it. But that and, remaining 10% you mentioned, so you have 90% mental, if it really is 90% yes. mental, that other 10% must be what separates, you know, the, the, you know, the wannabes from the ones who actually make it. And may, and you mentioned tuning, you mentioned all these finer, yes. finer details. I think that's where the finer details. Uh, absolutely. Like, like we said, yeah. you can execute the best shot ever, yeah. but if your boy is not tuned or, or is does it doesn't fit to you then you're in trouble your shot not going to be as good as you can be like and you saw i shot your ball which is completely different than my ball and your draw length i believe is uh, an inch and a half uh, shorter than mine so well the ball is comfortable to shoot but it wasn't it wasn't perfect for me so my shot was not as good as it could be if uh, if my ball was tuned to me so I got a good shot out of it, but it wasn't but as no, good. No, it's you no know. way you could have consistent repeatability yes. with that bow. No exactly. Way. So it's all about having the the bow tuned to you. You gotta have the right stabilizer. You gotta have the right weight on it. You gotta have the right balance between front and back and sides. You gotta have the right arrows uh, uh, tuned and uh, and the, the bow tuned to those arrows, and that will give you a well old machine that should. Literally in the same hole. If you put the bow in a rack, yeah. in a shooting machine, and, and it should yeah, shoot in the same machine, hole. Yeah, they show what that bow is capable of. Yes. Put it in a shooting machine, I think we'll shoot bullets. It'll shoot hole after hole. After, you know? Exactly. So, so you, you know, if your bow is not tuned, it's not going to shoot through the same hole. It's just going to go sideways. It might be close, yeah, but, not, but it's not going to be good enough. And okay. that's the difference between being a pro or not. That you should, you make sure that everything is perfect, well, uh, from your arrow to your bow to your stabilizer. I, I can't imagine. I can't imagine there's a pro who is at a high level of success that doesn't think like you do. I cannot imagine that there's any. I don't pro. think there is a there's single anyone. one of, no. of them that doesn't 
do everything to perfection. They, they use different uh, products, different bows, different stabilizers, different error rest, different arrows, but they all have that thing. They take all those parts, put them together to the and make them work together as one piece. Because if you take a car and you buy a sedan and you put a 30-inch wheels on them, it's not going to drive well. That's so much. Yes. If, or if you put a, a 15-inch wheels on them, it's not going to drive well as well. It's good. It's a good wheel. It's a good car. But together, it doesn't work together. So it's the same thing uh, to have those pieces come together. And that's the, the most important thing. Well, you hit the nail on the head. And, and I hope that people that listen to this really take that to heart, that message that you know, they need to incorporate all of these concepts that he's talked that Storm's talking about here. And they're all so relevant. They're all so important. And, you know, that you guys, you know, take that, apply it to what you do, apply it to your level of archery, whatever level of competency you have right now, it's fine. No, no one here is looking down on anybody. No one's saying, Hey, you know, wherever you might be, isn't as good as where we are. That's not the mentality that, that this company takes. And I'm sure that's not what storm thinks in any way. It's just about taking wherever you are and making it better. And, you know, he's gotten himself to a place where he's ready to, to really break through. And I can't, again, thank you enough for the opportunity to talk to you, for you to share your wisdom with me about archery, about business even. And yes. I'm very thankful for that. And I, I encourage you strongly, guys, take a look at his website. Find him on Instagram. Find him on all the a YouTube channel that he has. Find him through all the mediums that, that are out there. And follow him. And I intend to go over to the Lancaster Archery Classic myself and watch some of the competition. And I'm excited for how, how he does in this. Yes, I hope I hope all of you guys will come to Lancaster uh, either to shoot or to watch because it's a great event. I think Absolutely. you have a huge complex with this year. They, I think they're already over 1,900 shooters, which is a huge jump from last year. That Big. was uh, 1,450, I believe, somewhere around that last year. It's a huge jump. That's a huge competition. It's, it, all the vendors going to be there. A lot of people... Uh, there's a, actually a lot of stuff to do there. Spookinook is a great uh, oh, complex. It's a nice facility. Yeah, there's a, a lot of stuff to do with kids and, and to watch and food and everything. So you can have a great time over there. And it will give you an outlook of archery in general, not just compound archery. Because you have Bearbo over there shooting. You have uh, uh, hunting league, the people shooting over there. You have recurve. You have uh, compounds. You have all of them. You have men, women, kids. You have all type of division. I, I believe they have over 30 divisions between all of them, yeah. which is a, a, any aspect of archery is there. And whatever you love, whatever you you like to shoot, you can actually watch people who do that for a living shoot that, or you can shoot. You can actually see youngster in that field getting into because there are kids shoot bear bows. There's there are kids, kids shooting recurve. Yeah, I, I've seen yeah. bear bow shooters that shoot better than me. Yeah, they're amazing. They're shooting compounds. I, they're nailing axes with yes. the bear bow. That's amazing. I, amazing. But yes, I, I agree with it, Storm. I mean, if you can come to this, come to the event, maybe it'll be a, your first exposure to target archery. Maybe you'll fall in love with yes. it at that point. And maybe, or maybe you have kids and then they should come and see this and maybe they'll fall in love with it. You know, it's just a great opportunity. So I hope people will, will take us up on that. And, uh, you know, check everything out as far as what we're doing with the company. Uh, you know, we always post a lot of things out there with updates, uh, new product developments. Uh, thanks, everyone. Thanks again, Storm. 
Well, thank you for having me. Uh, last thing about Lancaster Archery that yes. is coming next week uh, to everybody. Uh, I, I personally want to invite everybody. Everybody who's been following me, everybody yes. who's following you, and I like to call it the Stormit Army and people to come over there. I actually made 200 shirts, Stormit 20 shirts, that I'm wearing right now, yeah. and I'm going to give away 200 shirts of those. You're giving away shirts? Wow. 200 of them wow. free. Okay. I have men, women, kids, all sizes. And... That's a reason alone right there to go. <laughs> you get a free shirt. Yeah, those are yeah. beautiful t-shirts. They're you can really see cool. them. We're I'll post, I'll... Actually, I'll post a picture of these up for you guys. Yeah, they're on my Instagram as well. You can yeah. see a picture of them. So uh, we're going to give them for free to everybody who's going to come to support. Awesome. Uh, I, I just, for my feeling, archery is a great sport. It's a great it thing for a lot of people. It fits to all those who don't fit in football, don't fit in basketball, don't Absolutely. fit in jiu-jitsu or martial arts. But they have the intelligent. Archery is a very intelligent sport. You need to use your brain for that. You need to be an intelligent person. Absolutely. And I think for everybody that has kids that, that don't fit in those mainstream sports, that can be good for them. Come support me. Come support the sport. And from my end, I'll, I'll, I'll give a little bit back over there. And there's much more to come. So uh, I thank you for the opportunity to be here. Thank you for letting me try prototype products. That, that's awesome. Hey, you, you did us the favor, really. <laughs> and... I'm sure you can hear it in Storm's voice. He has the passion. He's excited. And I hope you'll follow along with this fascinating story. So take care, everybody. Stay tapped out and tune in for the next episode. Thank you for listening to this episode of Tapped into Bowhunting and Archery. Please visit our website at titaniumarcheryproducts.com to view all of our high-performance accessories and TAP Edition Athens Bows.